When it comes to thinking about call, uh, I often think about people who are called with their hands. Uh, where I grew up in Michigan, uh, a, a lot of laborers, a lot of working people. And a few years ago, I encountered an amazing passage of Scripture. You know how you find one of those areas that you say, wow, when did this get put into the Bible? And you realize it's been there all along, but you just hadn't seen it before. This is a passage from Exodus, and it talks about Bezalel and Oholio, two men that were filled with the Spirit, and they were gifted with their hands. Oholio was the apprentice of Bezalel. And what intrigues me in looking at these two people was that this aspect, skilled with the hands, filled with the Spirit. Now, I don't know anybody today that has that on their business card. I, I think it would be a good thing for people to put there. But typically, when we think of those that are skilled with their hands, we don't think of the phrase filled with the Spirit. So in this passage of, in Exodus, you have some reference in the 31st chapter, and then in the 35th and the 36th, it talks about these men. And it talks about the giftings that they had and how they used them in the building of the tabernacle. And there was great detail given of the work that they did. It was recently pointed out to me that while in Genesis there's a couple of chapters uh, that talk about the creation of the world, interestingly about a third of the book of, of Exodus is about the building of the tabernacle. And these two people were very key in it. They were skilled with the hands when it came to stone, when it came to carpentry, and there were other areas that was noted. Now here's an intriguing aspect of this, and I think this is important for us to think about, especially uh, in the Methodist tradition. We talk about things that are held in tandem, or things that are held in tension, that, that come together for the fullness of, of what Wesley was about, and, and what Methodism was called to be. What's fascinating to me is you look at the 31st chapter of Exodus, and then you look at the 36th. It refers to this aspect of these people being skilled with their hands and filled with the Spirit. But between that story, what is there? It's the story of the golden calf. It is the story of how, when Moses was gone up to the mountain, the people, skilled with their hands, decided to take their fate, to take their future into their own hands, and build something with their hands leaving out God, if you will. They trusted their hands. They did not trust the God of their hands or the God who had given them skill in their hands. And so, I think that the tension that we hear between these, these two men, and I say tension not in the sense of tension between them, but the tension that we hear is that they held this gifting. They didn't worship the giving, the gifting. They recognized it as it was from God. At the same time, they lived out the fullness of their spirit in their worship. I would say they recognized that their work was a part of their worship. And in that, they sought to make a difference in the world and, interestingly, was involved, were, were involved in creating the place where God dwelled. Now, here's another part that is intriguing. And again, as you look at Exodus, I don't know if this happens today. I've never seen a situation. But they were involved in the construction, they were involved in the building, they were working with gems, they were working with stone, they were working with wood, and the people were giving their offerings. They were constantly giving their offerings. And they were giving their offerings uh, for the construction. And it got to a place that they said, stop, please stop giving. We can't handle anymore. There is so much here that we, cannot, we can't handle it all. Please stop giving, <laughs> if you will. Stop worshiping because we can't 
keep up with it, with all the work that needs to be done. I don't know about you, but in my church and the organizations I've been a part of, I've never seen a situation where there was so much giving that they told the people to stop. I think that is something important for us to think about. Because here you had a situation where the craftsmen were celebrating their hands. Their hands were being blessed. There was great quality in the work that was done. They were making a difference, glorifying God with the fullness of their skills. And what happened? That, that blending, that what came together in the Spirit of God was so abundant, so flourishing, that the people were told to stop giving. I wonder today, as we think about this, if part of the reality where we find that, in a sense, the glass is only half full or there is lack, is that we are not fully worshiping. We may be only worshiping the money that we put in the offering plate, but we are not honoring those that are using that gift for the glory of God. I think those things need to come together anew in this 21st century. And in that, we will glorify God in the fullness of life for the flourishing of all, for our churches, for our communities, and for our families. <music>